You're listening to the Online Marketing Made Easy Podcast, episode number 115. Welcome to the Online Marketing Made Easy Podcast. Business advice so easy, you'll feel like you're cheating. And now your host, Amy Porterfield. Well, hey there, Amy Porterfield here, and welcome to another episode of the Online Marketing Made Easy podcast. I know I say this every single week, but thank you so much for being here. I know that you have hundreds of different options for really great business podcast episodes to listen to, and the fact that you're tuning in today means the world to me. So thanks for being here. Now, today's topic is all about how to be a successful affiliate marketer. Now, just to make sure we're on the same page, when I say affiliate marketing, I'm talking about you promoting somebody else's program, product, or service. And when you do so, you make a commission. Now, my guest today is Rachel Luna. And actually, she was on the show not too long ago talking about affiliate marketing. So why the heck would I have her back? Well, here's why. A few weeks ago, Rachel was in town and she came over to my house and we went for a walk and then we sat on the couch. Of course, Gus had to be right between us. She's allergic to dogs, but of course, Gus loves everybody who doesn't want him to be right there on their lap. So we sat on the couch with Gus and we talked forever and ever. And she brought up that she's had this amazing success lately with teaching other people how to do affiliate marketing. And she was telling me about all these really cool case studies. Now, I had already known that Rachel had done really well for herself promoting other people's programs, but I didn't know she also had these really cool case studies. And let's be honest, when we start to teach the stuff we know how to do and other people get amazing results, it like lights us up. So she was really excited to share these stories with me. And then she said, I also have created a program all around affiliate marketing. And I said, whoa, 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 wait, I didn't know you were doing that. And so she started to tell me about the program at the time. It wasn't totally finished yet. And then she said something that kind of sparked my interest and why I wanted to have her back on the show. She said, one thing I love about affiliate marketing is that it gives you extreme confidence when you then are ready to launch your own stuff. It's a really great testing ground for just kind of getting the lay of the land. Your confidence soars when you know how to do it and you do it right And so then when you are ready to promote your own thing, you know what to do. You know what you like based on other people's promos. You know what you want to change for your own promo. It's just a really cool way to ease into your own stuff. And I thought about it and I thought, that's exactly what I did in my early days. I had promoted some other people's stuff before I actually had done my own. And that really did help me as I went into my own promotions. So when she told me that, I thought, this is perfect timing. I need to have you back on the show, Rachel, because I just launched this big program, Courses That Convert. It's not even open right now. At the time of this recording, we had closed the cart, but I opened it up and a lot of people are really nervous about launching their own stuff. So I thought this might be a good segue for them. So when their program is ready, they've already promoted somebody else's program in the meantime. So they're ready to go out with their own launch. I just loved the whole concept. So I invited Rachel back on. Now, I keep talking about her like you all know who she is, and some of you will because you might have listened to one of my former episodes or you've been introduced to Rachel in other ways, but let me tell you who she is just in case you don't know. So Rachel is a best-selling author and confidence coach. She's the ultimate results maker. 
whose no-nonsense approach helps her clients double and triple their income while helping them create more freedom. She talks a lot about freedom and balance and, of course, how to gain more confidence in yourself and in your abilities inside your own business. So I said, okay, Rachel, I want to have you back on the show, but I want to do a different episode than last time. Like last time I had her on the show, we talked more about her own success being an affiliate marketer for somebody else's program and a lot of things she did to have that success. But I wanted her to come back on the show this time. And I wanted to run through the eight steps to successful affiliate marketing. We kind of did that in the last episode, but we took a different approach to it this time. And then I wanted her to give the reasons why being an affiliate is a great dry run for your own launch. We get into specifics. I share some of my own experiences. She shares some of her stories. So we make it real for you. And then I ask her about the most common mistakes people make when they first test out the waters with affiliate marketing, because you never want to make these mistakes because the people that you're partnering with will never invite you back to do it again. So just know the mistakes up front. So you never make them. Now we're also going to just briefly talk about this new program she created. It's called profit without products. And it's a fantastic A to Z step-by-step program to get you into the affiliate marketing game. So that's what she does in her program, but that's not really what this episode's all about. We're going to do a mini training. I'm going to teach you along with Rachel so you can walk away thinking, all right, I've got the lay of the land. I know what I need to do. And then if you want to explore her program, by all means do so. You can check it out at amyporterfield.com forward slash PWP, which stands for Profit Without Products. Okay, so let's go ahead. I won't make you wait any longer. We're going to dive right into the mini training. Let's do it. Rachel, welcome back to the show. Thanks so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. Excited to be back. Me too, because we have a lot to cover. And I want to jump into it because we've really created this mini training. You and I have gone back and forth about what we wanted to teach inside this episode, and we have a lot to cover. I wanted to start with the eight steps to successful affiliate marketing. Now, these eight steps are actually something that you've created based on your own successful experience with affiliate marketing. Is that right? Yes. And, you know, I really stumbled into affiliate marketing. It just was an accident. But as I started doing one promotion after another, I realized, wait a second, there's a formula here. And if you follow these steps, every time I do it this way, I get better and better results. And so I thought, let me put this into a little system and a sequence. I like systems and sequences personally. My kind of girl. (laughs) And that's exactly how I like to teach because once I do it and once I figure out why it's working and how it's working, then I put it into a formula just like you've done here. And I think it's really actionable. So let's go ahead and jump into it. Okay, cool. So the first step is to pick your products and you don't want to just promote anything and everything. I have some really hard and fast rules about that. You want to make sure you're doing it with authenticity and integrity, and it's choosing the programs or products or services that you have used, have gotten some great results that you really love or that you know the person and really trust that they would take care of your audience. So that's super, super important. Great. And I have this in my own experience where my best affiliate marketing promotions have all been with programs that I've gone through, I've gotten success with, I have my own stories I can tell. 
And I really make it personal. And I think that's why they've done so well. Like in my early days, I would promote a bunch of just random things because I didn't really know better. And there wasn't that connection with, look, I love this because here's how I've used it. That totally changes the game with affiliate marketing. Would you agree? I would so agree. And it's actually exactly why it's so much easier to go into step two, which is setting your goals, your good, better, best, because when you have that intimate experience with the offer, then you really know and have a good understanding of how your audience is going to react. And you can set some great profit generating goals based on that. And so step two is setting your GBB. You and I are big fans of Todd Herman and he teaches the good, better, best model, but it's setting your financial goals because at the end of the day, yes, you're promoting something because you love it and you know that your audience can benefit from it but you're also promoting it because you want to have a nice, healthy stream of revenue from it. And so what I like to tell people is choose something that feels like a slight reach for your good, for your better. It's like really exciting and you kind of get the butterflies. And then for your best, it's like you would do cartwheels down the street if that (laughs) happened. But I also like to remind people when you're setting your good, better, best goals, make sure that they feel somewhat attainable if you really gave it your all. So for example, I'm not going to set a best goal of a million dollars in affiliate partnership sales because I mean, come on, let's face it. That would be pretty rare, like like a phenomenon. That would be like the 0.000001% of the population could hit that. Right. So I like to dream, but keep it on this planet, right? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Okay. So tell us about step number three. Yeah. Step number three is make key decisions. And I like to tell people to make as many decisions as you can upfront. This is going to help you have a much smoother experience. And the key decisions that you want to think about are what kind of support you want to give your audience. And what I mean by that is during the promotion period, are you going to be in a Facebook group with them? Are you going to be giving them live stream content? Are you going to create additional content that will supplement whatever the program person, let's just call it the organizer, Okay. right? So the organizer of the product, whatever they're offering, are you going to create extra goodies for them? Are you going to offer prizes for people that do their homework as they're watching those launch videos or as they go through that webinar? So these are the key decisions you want to make, as well as are you going to run Facebook ads? And if so, what's your budget going to be? So step three is really where I'm a big fan of those huge post-it notes, like the kind that you could put on a wall. Yeah. And so I say, get that marker, get that big old pen and paper and start deciding what can I commit to? Because once you're in the launch, you're in it. And if you've promised something, you better make sure you deliver. Awesome. Okay. What's the next step? Okay, that brings us to step number four, which is setting up your backend. And again, my goal is to always have as much as I can set up in advance so that when we're in launch, I can take care of my audience. So you're going to set up things like lead pages if you're using them. You and I both love lead pages. Yeah. You're going to start thinking about Facebook ads and images and copy if you're going to go that route. You're going to start writing your review of the product or program or whatever it is that you're promoting because once it's go time. You want that stuff ready. You don't want to be like, oh my gosh, now I got to create this, but these people are asking me all these questions and I still have my own business to run because remember, we're doing this as a side part of our business. 
And if you're not prepared, it can get frazzled really fast. Definitely. Okay. So once you have your back end set up, I think that's my, (laughs) it comes down to my next part, which is my favorite part is running your communication plan. And I really believe, Amy, that the communication piece is where you're going to get the conversions to happen. If you are communicating with your audience, if you're really speaking to them with intention, if you are really showing them that you understand where they are. And so when I say run your communication plan, we're going to do these a couple different ways. It could be through paid traffic. It could be through a Facebook group that you put them into. And it can be through emails. I love the email sequence aspect of it because in an email, you sometimes get a little more time to go deeper in a story. And that's actually one of the things that we cover in Profit Without Products. I go so deep on this. I give you the five emails that you need to send to really get your audience resonating and converting. And that's the area where most people want that handholding because I don't know about you, Amy, but for the longest time, copywriting and writing those emails was a huge source of frustration for me. Oh, for sure. So I love that you say to run the communication plan. And what I want to point out is that you mentioned emails, maybe a Facebook group you create just for that launch, also Facebook ads. Now you actually do all three of those things during your affiliate launches, right? I absolutely do. And it's what gets the best results. Great. So I love that inside your program, you actually break that all down, show how to do it, give examples. I think that that's probably the most valuable thing that people need is show me exactly what you mean and how you're doing it. So to me, out of all of these eight steps, the communication plan is the most important step. So I'm so glad that you kind of touched on that and really went a little bit deeper inside your program, especially because I think that's where people need the most support. Okay. Keep going. What's step number six? Couldn't agree more. Okay. Step number six. This is, I would say it's like the twin sister of the communication plan and it is creating results through engagement. If you can get your audience results in the beginning while they're just going through the free stuff, then they're going to be more likely to continue to follow you on that journey all the way to the checkout page. So the way that you do this is again, in those emails, asking them questions and telling them, hit the reply button. Let me know what you think. Let's talk about this. Because a lot of times people are intimidated to hit the reply button and and message you back. They think you're too busy. You're not too busy at all, especially during this time. As well as within the Facebook group. One of my favorite things to do within the Facebook group is to start talking to them. I love to coach people in these Facebook groups and show them where they're missing a step. Because I think you've also seen this at times, Amy, where they're doing the work, but they're not doing it full out. So they're hitting roadblocks and they're kind of thinking, well, I don't really see how I can apply this. Well, that's where you and I can jump in and say, oh, I can totally see where you can apply this in your business. And if you're showing them how they can get results, they're going to love you. They're going to love the program. They're going to love the content and they're going to hit that checkout page. Yes. I love it. Fantastic. Okay. Keep us going. Okay. Number seven is communicate and convert. And this is my little secret step for those of us, and I include myself in this group of the small listers, right? (laughs) For any of us who have ever had list shame, I just want to let you know you're not alone. I still do not have anywhere near 10,000 people on my list. And I always feel like that's the benchmark. You've arrived when you get your 10,000, but I'm not there yet. And guess what, folks? My business is not hurting one iota because of this, because of communicating 
and making sure that you're taking the time to answer questions, opening up office hours, getting on the phone with people. It's guerrilla grassroots marketing. It's going back to basics. We are so desensitized by all the social media. People love it when you say to them, let's get on the phone. It changes their world and it positions you as an authority. Whether or not they buy this promotion, they will buy something from you in the future. And now you're creating a great long-term relationship. Awesome. I think that's so valuable. 100%. Okay. And the final step. The final step is delivering on your word. And I got to be honest and tell you, one of the first promotions that I ever did, I feel like such a scumbag. Why? (laughs) Well, because I just, I didn't do it the right way. Like I didn't know this was my first go around. I didn't know how to do all the things that, that I now know that I'm teaching. But I was just like, hey, join for this program, sign up through my link. If you have any questions, I'm here to support you. I know two people bought. I do not know who those two people were. I never followed up with them. I never circled back. I never gave them that support. And I, I'm, please forgive me if you're listening, <laughs> if you're one of those two people. So you want to make sure that you deliver on your word. When you promise a bonus, deliver the bonus in the timeline that you said. If you are going to create that Facebook group and work through the content with them, work through the content with them. Because again, it's really about creating a relationship where they know, like, and trust you and they believe and know, let's say that, believe and know that you're going to help them on this journey. So it's really, really important. I'm such a stickler. I like to over deliver. I really try to do that. If I've promised X, Y, and Z, I always try to throw in a little extra that they were not expecting just so that everybody is happy. And the other thing is that when you are delivering on your word and you're staying in constant communication with the people that sign up through you, you get less refunds. That is for sure. Definitely. And these steps are so good because again, I know that you have perfected them over and over again. And when I look at the eight steps and I'll be sure to put them on the show notes. So amyporterfield.com forward slash one, one five for 115 episode. And I'll put them on the show notes because I look at these and I think, yes, this is exactly what I followed for my big B-School launch success when I'm a partner, when I'm a partner for lead pages and other programs as well. So you really dialed it down to exactly what you need to do. So I love that. Okay. So what I really wanted to do was have you on the show today because we review these eight steps last time you were on the show, but I wanted to really get into them one more time because I think people need to hear them over and over again to understand them. So when you were over at my house and we were sitting on the couch and chatting about this new program you had created, I loved how you said doing affiliate marketing is a great way to ease into your own launches. And right when you said that, I was like, ding, ding, ding. I totally agree. Such a great strategy to build up confidence and more. So go ahead and run us through these four reasons why being an affiliate is such a great run to your own launches. Absolutely. So let's talk about step number one or reason number one. And it's because you're going to learn what kind of support you need when it's time to launch your own course. And you're also going to have a really good understanding of the kind of time you need, money, if you're going to make any kind of investments and the resources for your own launch without actually spending that upfront. And what I mean by that is you and I both know creating a course can sometimes be a daunting process if we're not members of courses that convert, which I love and use (laughs) and use to create profit without products. But when you know exactly what you need in terms of time and resources, then it helps you create better, in my opinion. 
Now, once I became an affiliate for other programs and I started treating their launch as my own launch, I started to see, wait a second, when I'm in a launch, I really need to be in it. I've got to be fully present. I need a couple of weeks. My family needs to know that I need a couple of weeks. And because I have two small children and a husband who was like a third child, (laughs) um, (laughs) I had to make sure that I had a really good grasp and understanding. So now he understands when I say we're in launch time, he just, he asks me, okay, what are the dates? And now we know it's typically about three weeks where mommy is working past five o'clock on some nights. And especially around that cart closing, you don't see mommy and daddy's got the kids. But this really helps you set your own budget, especially if you're running Facebook ads. Because what, one of the things I like to teach is in affiliate marketing, especially on your first run, only run ads to your warm market. That's going to get you better conversion rate. But now you can start to add and expand to the budget of, okay, well, for my own launch, I may want to do cold traffic. That means I'm going to need a little more money. So it just gives you this great perspective and understanding. Okay. I love this. So the whole point here is to really learn the kind of support that you'll need for your own launch. And Mm -hmm. what I'll say about that is when I launch now for partners, when I'm an affiliate for somebody else, I definitely block out that time as Rachel has said, and I didn't used to do this. To be honest, when I first started dabbling with affiliate marketing, it was kind of like an afterthought. Like, yeah, I'll send out a few emails. I'll do a webinar with them. We're good to go, but now I'm going to work on my stuff. Now I'm serious about it. And I really do believe that is why I've seen such amazing results with my campaigns. So I'll get on the calendar, just like you said, I'll block it out and I'll say, okay, I am inside of an affiliate launch right now. That means I'm not working on my own stuff. I'm not trying to promote anything else I'm doing. My social media posts that are a bit promo-ish, they're going to be about this affiliate promo, not something I'm doing. Like you said, Facebook ads, I love your suggestion to focus on your warm traffic during affiliate marketing campaigns because you don't want to go after a bunch of cold traffic with somebody else's product, not really knowing how it's going to convert. So I thought that was a really important strategy as well. But just understanding how to support a launch by being in somebody else's launch is a great idea because you'll learn what you like, what you don't like, what you want to change for your own launch. It's incredibly educational for your own business. Okay. So just wanted to jump in there. I'm totally with you there. I'm glad you said that about what you like and what you don't like. That was a big thing for me as well. So, okay. So let's go on to reason number two, and that is that you get practice writing super compelling copy emails. And I just said a couple of minutes ago, how writing email copy used to make me pull my hair out. But when you're writing it for an affiliate promotion, what you're generally doing is just telling your story and your experience. And when you're writing your story, it's a little easier then when you're trying to like craft some amazing sales copy, you don't have to overthink it that much. You just have to start sharing your experience. And when it's time to do your launch, now writing all these emails are going to be a breeze because you're going to start thinking about the stories that are going to be relevant to them. And actually, I have an example. One of the girls who is doing an affiliate promotion that I've given her some tips, she said, oh my gosh, this is helping me connect with my audience so much. They're writing me back. They're telling me that my story is resonating with them. I've never had this kind of engagement. And that's what you really want. So getting that opportunity to write those emails, to get inside their mind, to really understand where they're coming from and for them to find that vein of or that connective tissue that that they share with you in common. 
You know, this has me thinking about my own journey with copywriting. And about two years ago, I finally got into the groove with copywriting for an affiliate launch. It took me a while for sure. I'm a slow learner, 100%. But I remember I was writing for my B-School launch and I felt like things just weren't clicking in the very beginning. And one thing that you'll notice with affiliate marketing is when the partner gives you copy, it feels like everybody's using that same copy. And one of the suggestions yes. that you brought up, Rachel, when you and I had a conversation, and I totally agree with is use that copy as a guide, but don't use it word for word. Would you agree? Yes. Thank you. I was, I had that on the tip of my tongue, couldn't get <laughs> it out. Yes. I'm glad you jumped in with that. Because this is another thing that's going to set you apart. Typically, especially if you're promoting something big like B-School, there's hundreds of affiliate partners. You don't want to send out the same old regurgitated stuff. Taking that, using it as a guideline, they sort of give you a little bit of a formula there. As long as you can go in there, pull the key highlights, and then make it your own, that helps you in your own launch. Because I will tell you right now, I refer to those old emails whenever I'm going to sit down and write my own copy because I know it works. So it's a great, great, great test run. Yeah. And for me, when I finally kind of got into the groove of it, it was a moment where I thought, okay, everybody's writing the same emails right now and I don't want that. And I need to become extremely vulnerable with my writing in order for me to stand out through this crowd. Because with B-School, there's a lot of people promoting it. Marie has since fixed it where she's not actually sending out email copy because she too didn't like that. So she kind of sends us bullets now. But anyway, I sat down, it was like 5 a.m. in the morning and email had to get out that morning. So I was up early and I just wrote from my heart. And this doesn't work with all affiliate promos, but when it does get extra vulnerable with your copy, this is your chance, like Rachel said, to tell your own story. You are going to be amazed how it translates with your own audience. Okay. So I'm talking too much on this one. I'll let you move on to the next reason. (laughs) <laughs> well, I do have to, I do have to say, this is really important for the audience. The moment I started getting really transparent, that's when I started to see my income really, really shift. So I'm glad that you said that. Now I do want to jump into the third reason why being an affiliate is a great dry run. And it's because you get to learn the struggles of your audience. You're going to see this when they hit that reply button and respond to your emails. But if you're doing that Facebook group, like I suggested, This is where you're really going to see where they are struggling because if you're engaging them like I teach you to, then they're going to start responding. They will tell you all, if you let people talk, they'll tell you all their drama, all the things, the excuses, the things that are stopping them. And so two things I have found happen, actually three, one, this now allows you to write great, compelling email in your affiliate marketing to address those objections. Two, this is going to help you see a gap in the market. So if you've been thinking, I don't know what kind of course to create for my audience, I don't know what they want, ding, 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 you got it right there in that Facebook group. And then three, the copy for the sales page has written itself because you can pull their direct quotes, their exact thoughts and feelings. And obviously with a little bit of finessing, throw that on that sales page. So when they land there for your launch, they're going to say, oh my gosh. It's like they know me. It's like they're talking to me. This is me. Yes. It works like a charm. It it is pretty magical. I mean, not to sound dramatic, but it truly is. So I'm so glad you brought that up. (laughs) Okay. So I know you have one more reason, and this is probably my favorite reason. I hinted at it in the intro, but this number four reason is kind of your jam. So talk about that one. 
Yeah, it's your confidence. Your confidence is going to go through the roof. And I'm going to use myself in this example. Prior to um, launching my own, I had never launched my own course. I was just promoting other people's stuff, other people's stuff. And I started to notice like, wait a second, my audience really responds to me. They really trust me. They really know me. I could totally do this. And then I was getting emails from people on my list that were saying, I love that you're promoting so-and-so, but I want to buy something that you've created. Oh my goodness. And I've gotten several after that. But when I got that first email from my audience saying, I want to buy something from you, my heart just skipped like, yes, oh my gosh, they want something. And now I know how to do this. And I know how to do it really well because I have been launching for all these other people. I know exactly what I need. I know what kind of Facebook ad budget I need to run. I know what kind of ads perform well with my market. I know how to write copy. I know how to create engagement. I know how to get them results. Like I had all this knowledge because I had spent so much time in other people's launches and doing the heavy lifting there. So when I did my first launch, it was an internal launch, which means I only sent it to my list we did over $53,000 in sales on wow. the first go round. That yes. is awesome. That's life-changing. My whole life changed, Amy. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> well, and not only, okay, so the money was great, but can I just tell you that being an affiliate is how my husband finally got on board with my business. I don't know if I ever told you this, but my husband once looked me in the eye and said, I don't believe in what you do. And he wow. broke my heart when he said that. I mean, even to this day, I still feel that pit in my stomach when I recall that moment in time because there was no money coming in. I was a coach. I was charging $15 an hour and he didn't see the vision. And he even said, you and Tony Robbins, you're all just marketers. Oh gosh. For you, <laughs> stealing, just, uh, just kills you. He said, stealing money from people. But when I became an affiliate and I hit the leaderboard, I was number eight on that one affiliate launch and we made $15,000 that week. And I went in his face. I said, look what I did. I told you this was going to work. I told you that I could do this. And from there, he became a believer. Because when you can bring home results to those naysayers, they shut up real fast. So true. And I know a lot of people listening today are struggling to get their spouse or partner on board with them because they're not bringing in consistent revenue yet. So it kind of looks like a hobby versus a business. And it's hard mm -hmm. sometimes for your spouse to see the vision, like you said. Now, that reminds me of another reason why this confidence issue is so very valuable. When you do well with an affiliate marketing program and you get on the leaderboard, I know this firsthand because I've been on both sides. I've seen other people's names get on the leaderboard and it piqued my interest. Like, who is that? And that's pretty cool. Or I've been on the top of a leaderboard and other people are like, oh my God, Amy, this is amazing. Look what you're doing. So it puts you on the map. And so many of us struggle with getting seen and heard in this sea of noise online. Social media can only do so much. You're working your tail off to get people to notice you and listen to you and hear your message. But when you get on a leaderboard, all those other affiliates are listening and paying attention. And I just want to back up for those of you who are brand new to this concept. Sometimes when you do an affiliate marketing campaign, it's during a live launch and the owner of that program is tracking what affiliates are doing the best. So it's usually a top 10 list and everybody's paying attention to that. So if you want to make a name for yourself in the industry and you want to get a little clout behind you, 
get on those leaderboards because again, people are paying attention. So I'm so glad you brought that up. Yeah. And and I just want to throw this out there as well. Two things. Number one, again, me, very, very small list have been on three top 10 leaderboards. And for one promotion, I was in the top. Oh, for two of them, actually, I was in the top five. And it changes the game completely. And one of your listeners, Amy, her name is Annie Letourneau. She did a leaderboard where she was zero in opt-ins. She was not on the leaderboard for opt-ins. All of a sudden, when the cart came open, she was the number one affiliate. And that has positioned her. I had a little conversation with her last week. She said, ever since then, people in my industry are reaching out to me. Like It has really positioned me as an authority. And I want to let us little listers out there, you don't have to have a big list to get on that leaderboard. It's about the engagement. It's about that communication plan. It's about really serving people and showing up for them. That's going to put you on the map. And then those partnerships are going to start to form because now, thanks to my success on leaderboards, I have made some amazing connections and partnerships and, you know, led me to you, Amy. It's so cool. I know that's pretty much how we've connected from the get-go. So Mm -hmm. I love that. Now, one more thing I'll say, and then we're going to jump into our next section. But the final thing I'll say about this is that when you choose what you want to promote, if you choose a really big popular program, let's say like B-School, Marie Forleo's B-School, it's going to be harder to kind of get through all the noise and get on that leaderboard. Definitely a little Mm -hmm. bit tougher because she's been doing it for, I think, eight years now. There's some big players in the game. But if you choose somebody else who has a really good, awesome program that you've ahead of time gone through the program, you know it well, you've seen some results and you're supporting them. Maybe it's not such a big campaign they're doing, but you're going to be able to shine through that a little bit easier. So you also want to be really cognizant of who you're choosing and who you're promoting and all that good stuff for many different reasons. One being, it'd be great if you got some recognition for it. So not always necessary, but it's always a perk to boost your confidence. Okay. So what I would love to do, Rachel, we're going to go into some common mistakes people make with affiliate marketing, especially when they're just starting out. And I thought if you outline these three common mistakes, our listeners don't have to make those mistakes when they go into this. So I think it's really valuable. But before we get there, I want you to take a moment and tell people about your brand new program, Profit Without Products. And why I want you to tell people about it is because your program was created based on your own experience with affiliate marketing over the years, as well as you teaching some of your students how to do it, and they got great results. And I love when products are born out of specific experiences you've had because you know this stuff inside and out. So now it's inside of a program. I'm so excited about it. Tell people about your program. Well, thank you so much, Amy. And I got to tell you, I'm so proud of this program. It's called Profit Without Products. And the reason why I wanted to create this course is because being an affiliate marketer completely changed my life. And I don't even like the term affiliate marketer, but getting involved with affiliate promotions changed my life. It restored my marriage. I mean, we were really close to divorce and my husband is so on board right now. And I just want other people to experience the financial freedom that I now have because of it. Our income alone is just, just from affiliates is ridiculous. So what I did was I wanted to create this comprehensive program where you're getting the complete roadmap. You get a roadmap, a checklist, and a fill-in-the-blank playbook. When you have the tools 
you actually know exactly what step to take and when to take it. You're getting everything you need in the right sequence. So there's never going to be a moment in the promotion where you think, gosh, what should I do next? How do I rev up sales? How do I get them to connect with me? Because I've put it all in the course. Another thing that I wanted to make sure is that people got the nitty gritty details because you and I both know, Amy, there's always nuances to every success story, but this program goes deep and it's the fine print that you get. You know, when you always ask yourself, man, how did they do that? I got you covered. (laughs) (laughs) Good. Well, because, you know, you and I spoke about the communication plan, right? It's so key when you're introducing your audience to a program, a course, a product service, whatever you're promoting. That communication is so important. And in Profit Without Products, what I'm giving you is the three-step communication sequence plus the timeline so you know exactly what to send when during the launch. And timing is also important. Now, you and I both love examples. And so there are examples galore. I mean, I have pulled some of the best emails I've found. I've gotten permission from everybody. And these are examples are going to show you exactly what is possible for you with your audience. But I take it a step further. And I also give you some prompts to help you craft your own stories so that you compel your readers to go along on this journey with you. And of course, you know, I'm not going to make you jump without a net. Tech training is included because I don't consider myself a tech person at all. And what I wanted to do is I wanted to make sure that anybody jumping into this course had everything they needed to set it up step by step. So you get the basics on how to set up a blog page, how to do lead pages if you want to use lead pages, how to set up Facebook audience tracking pixels and retargeting ads in a super, super easy step-by-step way. Because once people start talking fast with tech, they lose me. Yes. <laughs> so, so I wanted to make sure that it's super, super simple, easy to follow. And then I also go into a little bit of cutting edge with live stream technology because I love live streaming. But again, the program was created with the first timer in mind. So whether you have a small list or a list of tens of thousands, I really know and believe that Profit Without Products is going to give you exactly what you need so that you can leverage your list without losing your audience. And for us small listers, we hate to see that unsubscribe number rise up, but this is going to show you how to maximize that list and also really take care and connect better with your audience. And, you know, that's what it's all about. That's the jam. I am so proud of you for completing this program. I know it was a lot of blood, sweat, and tears that went into it. So I'm excited for you to get it into the hands of the people that need it most. So thanks for taking a moment to tell us all about it. Again, so proud of you. But as we, as we promised, let's go into these three common mistakes that most people make when they're just getting started with affiliate marketing. Yes. Okay. So these are really big. And if you're taking notes, please pay extra attention to make sure that you follow these because this is going to be your bread and butter. So the number one mistake that I see is people not seeding their audience. And what I mean by this is people not preparing their audience for a launch or for a promotion where they just start throwing random email like that has nothing to do with anything that they've ever talked about. And it's almost like pushing someone into the deep end of the pool. So you want to make sure that you are introducing your audience to the person that owns the program. Hey, this is Amy Porterfield. I've been a longtime listener of her podcast. Here are some of the things that she shared with me. In a couple of weeks, a new training is coming out. I'd love to be able to share that with you. Click here if you want to learn more. And so you're letting them know something is coming up and getting them familiar with your experience with this person. Because again, 
no like and trust factor. If they see that this person has helped you, they're going to believe and know that this person can also help them. Perfect. Okay. Mistake number two, and this is my major pet peeve in life, (laughs) (laughs) is drive-by posting. And what I mean by drive-by posting is when you go on social media and you get into every single Facebook group that you're a part of, and you put the same exact copy, the same photo, you've never participated in that group. You're just showing up to promote this program, and it says the exact same thing, and it's like, hey, check this out, great training, here's the link, check it out. And then you go two seconds later into another group, and you post the same thing, and then you go into another group, and into another group. You know what happens? First of all, many of us are in the same groups. Your audience is probably in the same groups that you're in. When their notification starts to blow up because they see your name posting in this group and that group and this group, it's annoying and it's spammy. And it's also not the way to tell a story or to help people see the value with intention. So please don't be that drive-by poster or spammer in the groups. It's tacky. And step number three is jumping in without knowing affiliate etiquette. Especially, this is super important if you're thinking, I really want to be seen as an expert in my industry. I want to position myself. I want to use an affiliate promotion to help get me seen in my industry. Let me give you some etiquette steps because you don't want to damage the relationships that you're trying to build. Number one with etiquette is harassing the owner of the program with question after question after question. Please do a Google search. Google will help answer almost any question that you have. If you do have a question, I really want you to think first, is this necessary for my success or am I just trying to pick their brain for extra tips? Because I see that a lot too, where they'll send emails or if the organizer has an affiliate group like Todd Herman has a group just for his affiliates and people will post, so what do you think would be the best practice for me to do? Don't ask them that. That's your job as the marketer. That's your job as the person promoting is to know these things, which is why I wanted to make sure people knew exactly how to do it. If you have the opportunity to be in an affiliate group with all the other affiliates, please, please use that search function within Facebook groups and type your question there. 99% of the time, somebody has already asked that question and it's already been answered. If you notice that there's a tech issue, please clear your cache and your history first because they may have caught the tech issue and they may have already fixed it before you send them a message. Like if just inside their program that they're promoting at the time is having a tech issue, like you logged in and you notice a video is not playing, don't just post it to the public like, hey, you've got a problem here, but instead try to make sure it's not been fixed yet and then privately email the product owner. Is that what you're saying? Correct. And not even the product owner, their support team. Perfect. Yes. Yeah. That's a a great point to bring up. When people are launching, we all know if you've already done your own launch, it is incredibly stressful. So Mm -hmm. in addition to that, if you're using affiliates and I don't even use affiliates that much because it's so much extra work. So if you are using affiliates, then that product owner is now answering a million questions for the affiliates. So if the product owner is smart, they have a support team doing it. So like Rachel said, see if you can go to their support team if you have any issues. And then in addition, be really mindful of the fact that they're probably really stressed out. So like Rachel said, if you can find the answer elsewhere, probably best to do so because you want to be the best partner 
possible mm-hmm. so that they invite you back and they tell other people, look, this person was such a great affiliate partner. You should work with her for your program. Oh, absolutely. And actually, Amy, I've seen it on a couple of promotions that I've been part of as well, that they have said, yes, we have a team, but the affiliates are asking so many questions. It's not worth it to us. So they will do away with their affiliate program altogether. And what they'll do is they will just selectively invite a couple of people who were really low maintenance, who got great results and invite those people back. Exactly what I've done with some of my promos. So I think that it's important to, like you've mentioned, be such a great partner that people want you to come back. Mm-hmm. This has been so fantastic. I love that we went over the eight steps to successful affiliate marketing. You talked about the reasons why it's such a great dry run for your own launch. And the number one in my book, the number one reason is that it gives you incredible confidence to move forward in your own business and launch your own programs. And then of course, the three common mistakes, be really mindful of these mistakes so that you don't make them and you become the best partner that that creator of the program has ever seen. So you get invited back again and again. And Rachel, again, congratulations on profit without products. I'm so excited for you and thank you for being on the show. Thank you for having me again, Amy. I appreciate it. So there you have it. I absolutely loved this mini training because I think that we covered a lot. We talked about those eight steps to successful affiliate marketing. We talked about the reasons why being an affiliate is a great dry run for your own launch. So maybe you've launched in the past with dismal results, or maybe you just haven't launched yet. I want to encourage you to test the waters by promoting somebody else's program. I think one of the biggest takeaways I got from this interview was that find somebody that you want to promote that kind of has their act together that will help you with supporting copy for your emails and, and lay out all the dates for you and be a really solid partner. I think it will make your life easier and you will have a better experience if you do so. So I just wanted to throw that out there again, amyporterfield.com forward slash PWP. You can find all the information about profit without products right there. And I can't wait to hear about all of your success stories, whether you're launching somebody else's programs or launching your own. It's all about jumping into the game and actually doing it. Even when you are fearful and nervous and stressed out about it, do it anyway. I think that's my motto with everything I do in my business. I'm always nervous about what I'm going to do. I'm always a little bit fearful, but I just do it scared. And when it comes to launching, whether it's your own stuff or somebody else's stuff, I think that's kind of a motto, at least in the early years, that will help you keep moving forward. Thank you so very much for tuning in. And I want to tell you one more thing. Next week, episode 116 is an entire launch review of my latest launch with Courses That Convert. I'm going to share with you how much money we generated, how much money we spent on Facebook ads, a little teaser. It was a lot. What worked for Facebook ads, what didn't work for us, what worked for our emails, the mistakes I made along the way, how I had to tweak things in the middle. I tell you the good, bad, ugly. I share it all. It's kind of a big, meaty episode. I already recorded it for you. It comes out next week, number 116. I hope to see you there. In the meantime, good luck with all of your affiliate marketing. If this is something that kind of gets you excited and you want to look into and also have an amazing week. Can't wait to connect with you again soon. Bye for now. Thanks.
for listening to the Online Marketing Made Easy podcast at www.amyporterfield.com. 